You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another week, everybody. Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you on this, say, Monday, May 16th and a Tuesday, May 17th. Thanks for listening. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day as we talk Detroit Lions football with you. Today's show brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Coming up on the show today, NFL schedule maker extraordinaire, the guy behind the scheduling, Mike North, the NFL VP of broadcasting and schedule making, um, talked last Friday on a conference call on why the Detroit Lions are the only team in the NFL that did not get a primetime game. Here's what he had to hear what he had to say coming up momentarily here on the show. Plus, ESPN's power rankings are out, and I'm a little bit surprised at where the Lions sit in terms of 32 teams and what number they are ranked. We'll get into that. And also, uh, a huge key to the season that I don't think enough people are talking about now that the schedule is out and people are talking about wins and losses. Uh, And there's one player that just cannot get injured if this team is going to have some success this year. We'll talk about that coming up on the show as well. You can follow me on Twitter, at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Lockdown Lions on Twitter. And also, you can catch the show. We post it every day on the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. We appreciate you guys listening and joining us today. I said this last week, and I will argue it with, with some fans, and I know some people chimed in on this on Twitter last week. But I think the Lions got hosed. And I'm not saying that this is a good football team. Uh, they certainly only won three games last year. They picked second in the draft for a reason. They had the second-worst record in the league last year. But this Mike North guy is making the rounds, the VP of broadcasting and and scheduling for the NFL. And he was asked last week why Detroit doesn't have a night game this season. Every NFL team is going to play a night game, a primetime game, whether it's Thursday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, or Monday night. The only team not playing in primetime are the Lions. The one time they won't play at 1 o'clock, we don't know about the Saturday or Sunday, January 7th or January 8th, Week 18 game against Green Bay yet. That's still to be determined. But the only time the Lions are going to be on a national stage is against the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving Day. And North said on a conference call on Friday that he acknowledged that it, quote, looked odd, unquote, but pointed toward the 12.30 start time on Thanksgiving that the team gets every year. Are the Lions that unattractive? North said, quote, unattractive is not the right word. The real thing for us is, again, we look at them on national windows, and we can never lose sight of the fact that the Thanksgiving Day afternoon window, the 12:30 window in Detroit, most years is the number two or number three most watched NFL game every year. So there's no hesitation to put the Lions in a national window like that. End quote. But the Lions are always in that window. It's almost like North is saying, hey, look, we gave you the 12:30 slot on Thanksgiving. Well, we always get that slot. He continued to say that the Lions would probably receive more eyeballs on Thanksgiving 
than any Monday or Thursday night game. Quote, I acknowledge that it looks odd to have them not in prime time, but they're going to be playing in one of the most five most watched games of the season. That's pretty good, too. End quote. Lions, of course, are going to be on hard knocks this year and everything else. And maybe, just maybe, their Week 18 game against Green Bay or late in the year their games with Carolina or Chicago could be flexed out if the Lions are better than people think. But I'm not counting on the Jets game on the 18th of December, the Panthers game on Saturday, December 24th, and everybody's going to be playing on Saturday that week, um, or the New Year's Day game against the Bears that, that, that the Lions are going to be, any of those games are going to be flexed to a Sunday night game or night game on Saturday. I just don't see it. Everybody else is in prime time. The Pittsburgh Steelers, who made the playoffs last year with, I think, like an 8-9-1 record, a 9-8-1 record, or whatever they were, or 9-8 record, excuse me, are in prime time five times. Now, I get it. The Steelers have won a gazillion Super Bowls, the black and gold, the tradition that is Pittsburgh. They got five prime time games. The Lions got zero. The Lions couldn't have played a Thursday nighter? I mean, you couldn't have put them on Monday night at all? Even if it was in Dallas or hosting the Packers or any of those types of types of games. The Lions have always been, I mean, when was the last time, I should look this up, but when was the last time the Lions hosted a Monday night game? Matt Patricia's first year against the Jets? Maybe the Patriots win a few years ago? I, I guess. I, I'm not saying, I know this team doesn't have any stars. But what if a Jamison Williams turns out to be unbelievable? What if DeAndre Swift just turns it up a notch this year? You know? No, zero primetime games. Not one. Every other team's in primetime. And here's Mike North of the NFL saying, well, we gave him the Thursday Thanksgiving game. That's bullshit. That's their game anyway. Every year until they take it from us. And I'll beat the drum again on that. For these people to say, why do we have to watch the Detroit Lions every year? Sorry, it's a part of tradition. The NFL has some tradition left. Not as much as it used to, but it still does. With all the scheduling, with all the moving around, the Raiders going from Oakland to L.A., back to Oakland to Vegas, all these things that have happened. Now we're playing 17 games. Eventually we might be playing 18 games. Preseason used to be four, now it's three. All these changes that have been made. But one thing is for sure, for certain to me. Growing up as a kid, the Lions played the early game on Thanksgiving and the Cowboys played the late game. And that's tradition. Whether it was the Silverdome or Ford Field, whether it was uh, Texas Stadium or Jerry World, right? The Lions and the Cowboys hosted the game. And I love that. So for people to say, well, they should take that away, no. But should the Lions have also received at least a Thursday night game? Or another night game at some point? Yes. To me, it's not fair. And I get it. Dan Campbell said it the other day. I love it. 1 o'clock, we're going to be in a good schedule. We're going to know every week. 1 o'clock, we're going to be in a nice routine. I don't know. As a Lions fan, being in prime time at least one time, a night game where everybody's watching, and it throws off your day a little bit, but you're getting antsy all day and excited for for that night game. And then the next day you're on little sleep because you're either really upset going to bed or you're really excited going to bed. 
to not have that this year, I think, is is BS. You cannot tell me, well, you got the Thanksgiving game. No, that, that's a given every year. That's not a good excuse by Mike North, and I think it's unfair to Lions fans. That's just my two cents on that. And I wanted to give you uh, kind of the rundown as to why they said the Lions didn't get put in prime time. They're using the Thanksgiving game as they're out. So there it is. I don't like it. Uh, coming up next, let's talk power rankings, shall we? Where are the Lions, do you think, for ESPN's experts, 1-32? to 32? First, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's NBA playoffs. We're down to the conference finals. Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. You can get all the information you need at betonline.net. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so I saw this today. The NFL Power Rankings are out. This is now uh, post-draft. Post free agency and the power panel, a group of more than 80 writers, editors, and TV personalities evaluated how teams stack up for this upcoming season at ESPN.com. Your top five right now for power rankings in the NFL, Buffalo at number one, Rams at number two, Tampa Bay at number three, Kansas City at four, and Green Bay at five. Those are your top five teams. Those are heavyweights. Heavyweights. Bills, Rams, Bucks, Chiefs, and Packers. The Lions will play two of those teams this year, Buffalo and Green Bay. Six through ten, Cincinnati, the Chargers, Dallas, San Francisco, and Baltimore. All right. So as I was scrolling down, I'm like, where would you say the Lions sit? I think the Lions would probably be in the late 20s. But they would be probably ahead of teams like um, Houston, Carolina, Jacksonville, Atlanta, maybe the Jets, Texans, or I said Texans, maybe even Seattle. The Lions in the rankings sit at 30, up one spot from their post-free agency ranking of 31. The teams that finished behind Detroit, Atlanta at 31, I think the Falcons are going to be god-awful. And this notion of Desmond Ritter beating out Marcus Mariota for the quarterback spot, uh, Desmond Ritter I like as a player, but he's not ready to be a starter in the NFL this season. And then at number 32, the Carolina Panthers. So Carolina 32, Atlanta 31, then the Lions at 30. I figured the Lions would be in the late 20s. Didn't think they'd be third worst. Jets are ahead of Detroit at 29. Houston ahead of Detroit at 28, taking the biggest jump after the draft from 32 to 28 in this thing. Seattle at 27. I think the Seahawks are going to suck. Jacksonville at 26, and the Giants at 25. Those are some bad football teams. Very bad football teams. Now, again, you look at these things and you take them with a grain of salt. I think there are plenty of people especially national writers and broadcasters who did this, who contributed to this poll, who go basically on reputation with this Detroit team. 
But last year, everybody was lauding them as this the best 3-13-1 team in the league. You know, people are like, oh, my gosh, they played so hard for Dan Campbell. Uh, they got better. They improved. They had so many injuries at the start of the year. They lost Romeo Quara. They lost Ragnow. They lost Okuda. Um, all of these guys were out. Yet, midseason, when they're playing teams like Pittsburgh and Cleveland, and they're hanging with these teams, they beat up on Arizona, who ended up making the playoffs at the end of the year. And you went, Lions, Lions, Lions. People nationally are on top. Mina Kimes, who is at ESPN, she loves the Lions. Tom Pelissero, NFL Network, always lauding the Lions. Yeah, Here's ESPN's power rankings, 80 people contributing. They've got them the third worst team in the league. The Jets stink. Houston, they're horrible. No offense to but Lovey Smith, their coach. Have you seen Seattle? I know Baker Mayfield is still out there, but... Drew Locke and Geno Smith are going to be your quarterbacks? Right? It wasn't even a rookie drafted there in Seattle. I think Seattle is going to be terrible. And they play in a much tougher division than the Lions do. But here is Detroit sitting at number 30. I think that's a little low for Detroit. I expect this team to win six games. And I don't, you know, people ask me, what, what are the games you think they're going to win? And I've looked at the schedule numerous times. I also want to see, <coughs> excuse me, after June 1st, who some of the cuts are, who some of the free agents that are still on the market are. Um, you'll have compensatory draft pick maneuvering with free agency after June 1st. You know, I really want to dive into this in July when I can really look at the rosters. I still think there's some free agents out there for the Lions to go get. So 30th could be another long year. Now, I said this in the open, and I want to get into this, and I want to mention something that was referenced in this article next. But if a certain player gets hurt this year, I think the Lions' win total can go way down. Way down. And the optimism would also go down. And we'll tell you about that uh, coming up after I talk to you about our friends at Built Bar. So last week on Friday, I get a box in the mail from our friends at Built Bar. What was it? An entire box inside the box of Built Bar birthday cake puffs. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting, then opening your eyes and realizing that it was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That's what it like that's what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. I got my box last week. I've never had anything like this before. They taste really, really good. And they, they taste just like a candy bar, like a birthday cake candy bar, but it's and it's like a marshmallowy puff, but it's only 150 calories. And you can get them right now at built.com. If you haven't tried the puffs, they're fantastic. All right. Chocolate covered marshmallow protein bar, delicious flavor, marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. You cannot beat it. Plus, the built bars are the best as well. But go to built.com right now and try these birthday cake puffs. They're really, really good. 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, and only 9 grams of sugar. This is a limited time flavor, so get them now at built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, so in this ESPN Power Rankings, they ask the player who benefited the most from this draft class. 
And Eric Woodyard, who writes for ESPN.com, wrote Jared Goff. He writes, quote, although there was some speculation about what the Lions would do with two first-round picks, they didn't go in the direction of a younger quarterback. Not only has Goff benefited from the draft, he's benefited from your free agency. The Lions front office has shown its commitment to adding game-changing offensive threats around in the season, which was a big problem during last year's 3-13-1 finish. Detroit also traded up to get rookie wide receiver Jamison Williams, and many believe he was arguably the most talented at his position prior to his ACL injury. When he returns, Goff will have plenty of playmakers to help him succeed. End quote. Listen, everybody. You can predict the Lions win six games. You could sit here and say, oh, yeah, I see six wins, double the win total. Washington, Seattle at home, the Bears. Maybe they'll win one of the two New York games, Giants and Jets. They should beat Jacksonville at home, and they beat Minnesota last year at home. Why can't they do it again? There's six wins right there. But if Jared Goff is not healthy, who in God's name is going to play quarterback? We are sitting here on May 16th. There is still time for this team to maneuver, sign another quarterback, make a trade. You never know. But we haven't even really touched on it. Tim Boyle and David Blau do absolutely nothing for me. Nothing. Now, when Boyle played last year, I believe he started the Cleveland game. He was coming off of the thumb injury and hadn't played a snap since training camp and since the preseason. I dubbed him Mr. August because I had heard the rumblings out of Green Bay as how good he was. And, oh, my gosh, Aaron Rodgers loves him. And he beat out Jordan Love for the backup job in Green Bay. Not that he ever played. And I was ready for last year's August preseason to be the Tim Boyle show. And he did very little to get me excited. Then I watched him play last year in a couple of games that he started, and it was brutal to watch. He wasn't good. And this year I figured, not saying the Lions were going to go get Jameis or Mariota or anybody like that, Tyrod Taylor, I just thought the Lions were going to either draft a developmental quarterback or sign somebody, a free agent quarterback, to be the backup. (laughs) But it seems like this organization, Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell, seem to be sold that Tim Boyle can do the job if Jared Goff gets hurt. And they brought David Blau back to be the number three quarterback. And I I just don't understand it. I think, I'm not saying Jared Goff is going to have a great year or that he's definitely the guy and that you know, it's going to be, uh, you know, just an incredible season for, for Jared Goff. I, I, I'm not going there yet. But I, I'm stunned that the backups remain Tim Boyle and David Blau. I mean, the Lions had their rookie minicamp this past weekend, and they had one quarterback there, Connor Sampson from Western Illinois. He was one of the uh, among the 29 players that took part in rookie minicamp this weekend. But still, that's it. We don't even know if he'll even be around or make this team. So, by the way, Khalil Pimpleton from Central Michigan, he killed it this weekend. Everybody was talking about the wide receiver from CMU impressing this weekend. The Lions, it seems like it doesn't matter if it's Bob Quinn, Matt Millen, 
or even Brad Holmes, this team is almost allergic to drafting a quarterback. So, look, the USFL season might end, and maybe the Lions will grab a quarterback from there and bring him in. But as of right now, th- this is your team. This is your, this is your quarterback room, and it's surprising to me that this is all the Lions have at QB right now are Blau, Boyle, and Goff. So we'll have to wait and see. They went through rookie minicamp last week. Um, they just signed a kid today, uh, Natrez, uh, Natrez Patrick, uh, who was a linebacker, went undrafted out of Georgia two years ago, signed by the Rams. So Holmes and Agnew know him, played 25 games in 2019 and 2020 for the Rams. Was on the Broncos last year, but then was put on uh, injured reserve. He's in, and Jesse Lemonier, Jesse Lemonade, as Lomas Brown called him, was released. So Patrick came in and uh, this morning signed a contract with the team after uh, having a pretty good mini camp last week. But I'm still kind of waiting for another look at a QB. Lions linebacker room right now, you've got Alex Anzalone, Jared Davis, Josh Woods, Sean Deion Hamilton, Chris Board, uh, James Houston, now Natrez Patrick. Jared Goff better stay healthy, folks. Some of you don't even like Jared Goff. Some of you think he's terrible. But if Tim Boyle and David Blau have to play extended time, it's going to be a long year. It really is. They've given Goff plenty of opportunity now with the additions on offense and new receivers, drafting another tight end. The running back room is strong. If the offensive line can stay intact, it's good. It's a good offensive line. But I'm just terrified if I have to see Tim Boyle again or uh, David Blau. All right, there is your Monday edition of Locked On Lions. Thanks for making us your first listen right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're going to chase down Jim Nagy this week and some other guests right here on Locked On Lions. Take care.